Hey, is it confirmed whether or not Liam Neeson is in the show? Like, oh. is it con- I don't is, know. Is he like on IMDb as like being in the show? Because that's another thing that they're like, they seem to be setting that up. Right. Like, you know, they, know, he's trying to talk to Qui-Gon Jinn. Like he's trying right. to, you know, so I'm like, are we, we're good. We got to see him. Right. Like, right. I would assume so. Like, unless Liam Neeson's just like, he doesn't want to come back. We are live with episode three of the Obi-Wan After Show. This is the show brought to you by The Keeg, where we uh, do an after show, literally right after Obi-Wan Kenobi premieres at like midnight Pacific time and then like 1 a.m. Pacific time. It's a late night show. We do it because we 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 got the passion. Uh, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And uh, also on the after show, we got co-host Matthew Mori. Matthew, What's how up? you doing? How's it going, man? It's going good. Uh, yeah, all things considered, you know. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, uh, feeling a little yeah. under the weather or whatnot, but uh, I can't be worse off than uh, than Obi Wan, right? Like I feel like he's in a he's in a tough bind right yeah, now. Not, not at this moment, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest for today for episode three is the impeccable, illustrious. Is there another I adjective? ingenious indubitable 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 austin (laughs) archer austin how you doing tonight dude i'm wearing a bucket hat it's 1 a.m i got my dueling red and light blue lightsaber lights behind me yeah i'm ready to go um are you you normally a night owl yeah i would be up working anyway yeah i'd be i'd either be watching tv or working right now so yeah that's fair are you a big uh are you a big star wars fan Oh yeah. 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 When I was growing up, I had, um, I had, uh, a, a, a hefty collection of action figures and yeah. I had one out of the box and one in the box of all the characters that I wanted. I still have them. Oh, nice. I still, somewhere in my parents' house, I have a huge case full of uh, like a hundred figures in the case, in, in the original packaging, like in the case oh. and it's just sitting in a box. And I'm like, I need to do something with that. I, but yeah, I grew up as a huge fan. Yeah. So. Uh, that takes a lot of like, like dedication as a kid. I never, I always opened my stuff. Oh yeah. Me and my friends would like, we would like, we knew the people at Walmart and Toys R Us by name and we would call them on the phone and let, and they would tell us when the new shipments were coming in of toys. Yeah. And we would be there like the day that the new boxes arrived so that we, cause we had like a list of things we needed. We were like, cool. So there's a new, like ig88 is coming out yeah like you know this is a new figure that we don't have so we're gonna go and get two one to be in the box and one to be out of the box yeah like were you were you a kid or an adult doing this i was a kid i can't i can't imagine i I like everything comes out of the box for me i i can't afford double either it's like one is good enough and i open it yeah yeah i always had money from acting in commercials and tv and stuff and i spent it on toys and shit so did you, yeah. did you act as a kid yeah i did oh uh do we do we know you from someone are you the uh you're the pancake kid <laughs> no 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 i was acting on like tv shows like doing like one-liners here and there <clears throat> and oh, doing sick. like local commercials in utah where i grew up okay oh, okay like yeah. cool one-liners like you're on a disney channel thing and then like you walk into a cafeteria <laughs> you slip on some mashed potatoes and you're like oh my back and then that's it like that's your one line type thing 
No, not even like, oh. like I do. And I, I was in an episode of touched by an angel where I was like a really racist kid in the 1960s. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. You know? That's a cool, that's a, that's a cool start to the career. <laughs> yeah. I was like <laughs> bullying, I was like bullying some other kid. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah. Know? But look at you now, you're quite the opposite. You're, uh, 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 you got a good thing going on, uh, on TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you got your bucket hat, you got your chain. Yeah. Bucket and chain, lightsaber lights were, yeah, everything's going fine. Yeah. Um, were, were you looking forward to this, this show? Quick question. Did you want this show to happen? Was it like, oh, I'm looking forward to it. I want to know what Obi-Wan's been up to in the meantime. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight up, uh, as a Star Wars fan, as a person who like is invested in, in the, the characters and in the, the Star Wars universe and who will watch whatever they come out with. Yeah. I haven't really loved the Disney plus properties i just oh, have felt okay. like i feel like they feel like uh kind of like youtube fan films like it's really huh. weird to me that they're like the wealthiest production company in the world and they the the shows that they're putting out i'm like why does this feel so cheap and like poorly put together it's so huh. weird why can't it have the cinematic quality of like the films of yeah. the films that come to theaters i don't get why they opt to go for like the cinematic quality of like a CW show or something. I'm Oof, like, is, that's harsh. I don't think it's, it's comparable. <laughs> it's a little higher than that. <laughs> it, it barely though. Like I watch these shows and I'm like, you guys have the money to do a better job than this. I don't get why they opt cinematically to make it look like something that is so cheap. But I was like, I'm going to watch it because it's Ewan McGregor and it's, uh, and it's Hayden Christensen. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of like, um, at this point, legacy cast members you right. know it's like there was a time when they were the newcomers and at this point they're like these legacy cast members yeah i was definitely gonna watch it um and i think i'm invested now just to spite the people who are so butthurt about moses uh yeah ingram uh, ingram yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah uh that's wild what's going on out there um, it's so it's so disappointing it's so be i mean it's not not surprise it's not like surprising but it's um it's just a bummer. Yeah. Just like, man, yeah, what a yeah. shitty person do you have to be yeah. to be 2022 and be like that annoyed about a black person being in Star Wars? It's like they like Billy D. Williams, Samuel L. Jackson. Right. What's right. your beef? What's right. your beef? Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, it's really weird. We were at uh, uh, Star Wars Celebration, or at least I, I was. Uh, Matt was at the after party, what we did, and like. Um, what a lot of us kind of talked about, like a lot of the Star Wars TikTok content creators is like the in-person Star Wars community is cool. Yeah. They're way better. But mm -hmm. the people who hide behind their keyboards and their screens who don't go out to celebration, they're not going to try shit. Can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah. if somebody yeah. tried some racist shit? No. Yeah, I wore my Rose Tico shirt to that to try yeah. to like you know I was ready to I was ready yeah. to go. Actually. It was a different vibe. It was gonna give me a hard time. Nobody, everyone was all down with it. They all right. Well, it. like in anything else, like they they actually are the minority of the yeah. fandom, which is so unfortunate. Yeah. They they wind up driving the online conversation, but there are millions of Star Wars fans worldwide, and there's probably like ten thousand of these guys yeah like out there on the internet doing this stuff and it's enough that they can make a big old noise yeah they can mm -hmm. they can create their own little chat rooms and right and okay. if and if ten thousand people dm an actress and say hey we think you suck that's a lot of people that's a lot right. of people yeah. saying like really really shitty things to a person yeah um even if a hundred people do it it's a lot 
And it's a drop in the bucket compared to the overall amount of Star Wars fans that exist in the world. But it's it's it it's it's frustrating that they get to sort of color the conversation yeah. and they get to sort of be the focus of and that's how it always is it's like you know the factions of people who are actually like avowed white supremacists in the united states it's like probably like a hundred thousand strong you know um but they are an offshoot of a much bigger group uh, uh you know yeah. and, and um and they're and they make a lot of noise yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Miss Marauder is out there in the comments. Mr. Plow is out there. Uh, Miss Marauder says the positivity of celebration and then the whiplash of the first TikTok that she saw about punching baby Leia. There was like a, a, a guy, there's a guy on TikTok who was just like, oh, baby Leia sucks. I'm going to elbow her in the face. Which is weird because one of my big takeaways from the first three, three episodes is that I really like that actor. I yeah. think that she's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. I think like, I love when I see, uh, and I think that's also something that like traditionally, uh star wars has been panned for is like not great child acting and like i think in retrospect we can all say like no one none of i mean i was a kid when i was going hard on jake lloyd i was yeah. like his age and i was jealous that he had the job that right. he had. we and were in retrospect it's like no yeah. one should have gone that hard on that kid on right. that child in that movie or jar jar and, uh, jar jar got or, like yep you know? yeah and this girl that's doing leia i'm actually like really impressed with the gravitas that she brings to it and with the maturity of a lot of her line readings, like she right. has a lot of like poise as an actor, as a young actor that I'm really impressed with. And I yeah. get why they hired her. I feel like uh, uh, I'm loving her performance. And I feel like it just, it does remind me of what Leia would be when she was younger, you yeah. know? Mm. And I feel like, uh, I don't know, Matt, you and I talked about like, is she force sensitive for like empathy and emotion? Like, do you feel that's like part of her character? She's force sensitive. I like in yeah, episode one and two, especially, she's always like, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, reading they people like really showed us anything explicit yet, but I, I think that's where it's heading toward, and yeah. why they talked about it in this episode. Force sensitive children being, like, not even just Jedi, just like force sensitive children, yeah, you know, being taken, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think we're gearing up to that, and uh, I mean, we know she is, so right, right. Uh, I'm wondering about how this is going to affect continuity, but I know they got a plan. That'll be fine. I mean, I'm I'm normally a stickler for continuity, but not to the point I'm hateful. I'm just like, hey, this got to make sense. Like, how how's this going to make sense? Like, I need it on my own brain. Yeah, I've already got questions with that, especially after this la last episode. I'm like, okay, a lot of stuff happened in here that makes me be like, so what? It's like eight years later that a new hope happens, or like yeah. ten years later. Yeah, and they had a they had this gnarly of a fight he and darth vader did like this gnarly of a fight yeah where he got like dragged through fire and there's I, I, there's just lines that are popping into my head like obi-wan kenobi now that's a name i haven't heard in a long time and i'm like but everyone's calling you that yeah like, so it's, i guess it's yeah. not after this this show maybe he doesn't hear it for like 10 years i don't know right like maybe yeah. maybe maybe all the growth that gets to New Hope is in the last ten years before New yeah. Hope. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, um, what what did you think about episodes one and two? Like going into this this third episode. Uh, you know, I like the way that they've been slowly developing his. You can feel you can feel the show wanting to build up to him coming back to form a little mm -hmm. bit as Obi-Wan Kenobi and sort of reclaiming his former glory. I don't know if he'll ever actually get there in the, in the run of the show. It feels like he will. It feels like that's what the show wants to do. Um, 
And so I, I, I did really like that. I got to say, anytime a show does what they've been doing with the lightsaber, where they're making a real meal out of like, we, we're going to show you the lightsaber first at the end of episode one on his, on his belt. I'm like, yeah. hey, he's got it. Episode two, the whole episode you're going, is he going to pull it out? Is he right. going to pull it out? Is it time? Is he going to pull it out? And he's really reluctant. And that's also character based that he's not ready to return to that yet. He's going to use a blaster and he's not, and he also doesn't really want to like reveal himself as a Jedi publicly. So it's sort of this thing of like not being confident in it and also not wanting to reveal himself but they're really making a meal out of it. And I even thought maybe he would pull it out um, when they were fighting those stormtroopers in the, uh, in episode three. Yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, maybe, maybe now it's happening. And then we get this Darth Vader moment. And I thought, I thought the, the emergence of the lightsaber was sort of uh, after all that buildup and after all that, it was sort of like, Oh, he just kind of like took it out to yeah. use it as a flashlight. And I was like, Oh, I thought they were going to make a bigger, thing out of that they, right. they they teased it out for for three episodes and then they just were like hey he's got it now yeah <laughs> yeah he's yeah. lighting up yeah matt yeah. you got it uh you got a thought about that lightsabers no i mean well when he uh you know first fired it up it was kind of cool there or uh you know like the the light the words like kind of blinding him and everything yeah. and he couldn't really see outside of yeah. it and, and he's uh, rusty yeah, mm-hmm. rusty. He's so not rusty. Used to using it and and uh, blinding him. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, that was cool. I mean, I agree. It was. It didn't seem super eventful. Like we didn't really get like any like music swelling or yeah. anything at the when it happened. But um, yeah, definitely kind of showed. Yeah, how rusty he was. Um, he has to get back into it. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of liked that it was kind of, uh, you know, easy, easing us into it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought him going into the fire was going to uh, going to uh, explain why he looks like Alec Guinness like a couple of years from then. <laughs> he's just like he like emerges. Yeah, CGI Alec Guinness. Yeah, it's just like I got burned. Like my skin can't handle this heat. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they can do the like the Emperor Palpatine thing where it's like like the Force <laughs> morphed me into this guy. Like I yeah. got. I got force morphed into this guy. Oh yeah. And that's why, you know, like, that's why I look the way that I look, but it's like, it could be something like that where like, I mean, you look at what happens to people as they're aging, when they go through a, a near death experience, when they have like a, like a heart problem yeah. or something like that, or like cancer and it ages them a lot. Like you'll see a person go from being like 50 with some gray hair in their beard to like full white hair in the course of like five years, if they go through something yeah. difficult. At that age, if they go through through a difficult health transition, so it could be that they're trying to utilize that. That like he's going to be in a weakened state by the end of the show, yeah, and it's going to sort of leave him looking older, right? You know? Um, or people just say, ah, the Tatooine sun just like just <laughs> like you know wrinkles him up. All yeah. right, fair. Uh, uh, maybe that's not something we need to like pay attention to. But here's a here's a question: Is it Hayden Christensen in the suit? Is it him in the suit? Because is it's not him voicing it, right? Is it still James no. Earl Jones voicing it? Sounds like it oh. sounds like James Earl Jones. Yeah, I had to look that up to make sure it was actually yeah. James Earl Jones and not somebody just like right. Him. That's another one of those things that like we've always had to just sort of go with is that like somehow the injuries and the suit just made him talk that way. Like yeah. so, for some reason, the the burns and the suit made his voice like vaguely 
British. Yeah. And, uh, and like, like has and, a gravitas to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, okay. and, and, and we just have to sort of like go with that, that like he speaks completely differently now. And I think you can just go with like, it's the Darth Vader identity fully taking over that it's like, he's, he is a different person than yeah. Anakin Skywalker now. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if it was Hayden Christensen in the suit, the same way that, you know, like Pedro Pascal played the Mandalorian in that suit. I think that if you're going to bring Hayden Christensen in to do the show, you might as well, like let him act as much as possible. Right. In the show. Right. You know, yeah, it's almost like if he's not in the suit, what is he doing? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, then again, in a lot of TV shows and stuff, like if you don't see their face, it's a stunt actor, you know? Right. But like, so you don't waste their time. He's, he's in it. They're not using his voice. No. And they're not they're showing not his, using face. his face. Yeah. So what else would he be doing? He's got to be in doing... the suit. I if, mean... if I'm Hayden Christensen and they're inviting me back to do this show, I'm I'm going to say like, let me be the guy in the suit. Yeah. Like, yeah. let me do it. Like if, if all you've got for me is a few shots of me with like a burned face and maybe like a, a shot where, where Obi-Wan's seeing me in like a force vision or something, yeah. if that's all I'm going to get to do is like a few of those as myself, let me be the guy in the suit. I want to, I want to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think as far as, um, well, first things first, we are live streaming to volume.com slash The Keeg Show, uh, twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show, and youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. TJ on YouTube says Obi-Wan was way too weak. I mean, that's kind of the point, right? He was weak. He hasn't, he's been hiding for so long. He's been, like, what's he going to do? Just, like, do an all-out fight with flips and stuff? It's buildup, you know? It's like people who watch the Batman and they're like, how come he's like making so many mistakes? It's like, cause it's year two, it's buildup. It's yeah. care. It's like, they're they're building up the, the character. Like he, you know, how come Bruce Wayne wasn't like the Bruce Wayne that we're used to? Cause he's not used to using that persona yet. Yeah. Like he hasn't figured out the power of the Bruce Wayne persona yet. Yeah. It's buildup. Like we're gonna get there. Like you can tell that the show is trying to build toward that. But I had the same feeling as a fan that I'm like, I don't like watching a character like Obi-Wan who, throughout the prequels was one of the best duelers in the universe to see him like, so fallen so far from his former glory in just 10 years feels like, but he's, he's been telling us that for the first three episodes, he's been telling us like, I'm not the same guy. Right. I haven't been practicing. I I don't do drills in my free time. Like I have laid down my weapons and I do not fight anymore. So I mean, if you haven't been, if you used to be a professional fighter and you haven't like thrown a punch in 10 years, yeah. you're going to be a little bit rusty. Right. Right. Say, well, like when professional baseball players retire, you know, the, the gut comes within five years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're not yeah. the same in, in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vader was ruthless in this episode. Absolutely. He just shows up. This kid like comes out and goes, Dad. And he's like, Nah, you're dead. You say, Dead or Dad? Dead? All right, dead. And then he killed him, you know? <laughs> and it's like, oh, this this Vader has no mercy and no heart. Oh, yeah. Is that normal? Yeah. Is that what we should, we, he just wants to kill Obi-Wan. There's I mean, no after, redemption. After what you saw in Rogue One, like, that was, like, the introduction to, like, this is, this is why people fear Darth Vader. This is why even the bad people in the universe are afraid of this person, because yeah. he can show up and just start snapping necks and right. crushing esophagus and right. esophagi and yeah. and just the you know, esophagusy i think this uh, the, yeah the esophaguses mm. of of people in in random villages um but these are these are the sequences so like the fight between him and obi-wan and a sequence like that where like 
I personally want a little bit more cin- cinematic flair. Okay. Like in a okay. scene where Darth Vader shows up and starts choking people out and throw, I'm like, I want it to feel like that scene in Rogue One. I want okay. just a little bit more of like a wide shot view of this. Like the, the constant cutting is very TV. It's a very okay. like TV thing, like to stay close and do lots of cuts in action scenes. And that's what happened in the duel between him and Obi-Wan is it was really close up and it was lots of cutting. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't cinematic. This isn't what it would be if this was a movie. And I, I, I want as a Star Wars movie fan. Yeah. Uh, and it, when Vader shows up, I want, I want the cinematic view, man. And right. So I, I get a little bit just visually taken out by stuff like that. But I definitely like that the character is brutal and yeah. they seem turned off and uh, to any kind of compassion and fully Darth Vader. I know uh, Matthew and I had been had been talking about how like yeah Matthew wants just more movies and the fact that like Star Wars isn't making movies like what's going yeah. on yeah, yeah super bums me out you you just really put to words how I how I feel <laughs> lately it's like this feels definitely feels like a TV show movies or uh, something <laughs> I would love to see an Obi Wan Kenobi movie like I would love to see like oh, an Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi movie movie done in the style of something like Rogue One okay. or you know like I would. I think that they could do this storyline of Obi-Wan Kenobi going to rescue a young Leia Organa in a movie. And I think that you could fit that storyline into two and a half hours. Oh, and yeah. I, yeah. I think well, this was could... going to be a movie, right? And they adapted yeah. it to. Well, yeah, the series. They, they they dropped all their movie plans because they were going to just do the, uh, a Star Wars story. Right. They were going to do Solo, a Star Wars story. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Kenobi, a Star Wars story. Like they were just going to do Star Wars stories. Boba Fett, a Star Wars story. And then they like. Things didn't work out with Solo and then uh, episode nine. And then they're like, ah, we got Disney Plus and there's COVID. Like, uh, okay, we're just doing like that. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. what happened. Four out of the five movies gross over a billion dollars and they call it a disappointment. I know. It's so wild. Just mm. the, there's one that doesn't really pan out. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's scrap it. It's right. Like, <laughs> like we're not all gonna rush to the theaters to watch an obi-wan kenobi movie like of course yeah. we will <laughs> yeah do you feel yeah. the same way about marvel shows like marvel disney plus shows i do yeah. i feel like the the tv shows for some reason like loki felt a little bit more cinematic and felt a little bit like some of them have, have worked out okay but like i felt like falcon and the winter soldier felt like a tv show okay big time like had a lot of action sequences that felt like a tv show yeah and uh and um yeah, I just there's there, there's just like something about it, something about the aesthetic. And it's weird because it's like it's the same company right. and they should be operating with a similar budget. But it's almost like since it's TV, they they scale it down and I just can see it. And it's weird to have the same actors and the same characters in a shared cinematic universe, but in like a different cinematic aesthetic okay and like a tv aesthetic versus a movie aesthetic it's it's weird it feels like a downgrade you know okay aesthetically yeah um what was matt saying oh i i didn't say anything um i could add uh you know um i kind of agree with the marvel stuff you know at least they're doing movies still so we have right have that uh wandavision <laughs> felt like a tv show in, in the best way possible so wandavision yeah you know yeah it's like yeah. you gotta adapt these things properly and they can work but right um i think it's like uh, i think it's the tight schedule that's what it is when you start thinking towards franchise and not a single movie 
your goal isn't to make the single movie the best thing it can be. It's the goal is to make the single movie the best given the circumstances and then move on, right? Mm-hmm. You got to cut corners. That's fine. You got another movie coming up. You're good. In three months, there'll be another Marvel show. Like, that's kind of the point. I think it's a tight schedule thing because that's what TV all has in common is tight schedules. Yeah. Well, Marvel always has been the most expensive TV show in the world. Like, that's right. what it is. It always has been a TV show, uh, the MCU at least. Um, and it's just been very expensive episodes that come out like twice a year yeah. and that everyone goes and sees in, in the movie theater. And they have A-list actors in them and they have like really, really huge budgets. But it's a TV show. It's a, it's a, it's a serialized, like continuous, episodic uh, story. Right. And so to adapted into into this thing it feels like a natural progression um but i just for me the adjustment is just like adjusting the budget and the aesthetic to be like it's a tv show now yeah now it now it actually is a tv show it's not a movie and uh the 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 story is broken up into sections that come out weekly and it's just a different thing right do you feel i don't know just i don't want to get too off topic but do you watch stranger things yeah do you think that Stranger Things falls under a uh, not cinematic enough? It falls under a TV kind of thing because you're binging it. That's kind of the difference, I think. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched the latest season. It's, is it out yet? The new yeah. season? Uh, the I first half. Yeah, I haven't been watching it yet. But there are TV shows that I think uh, really feel more cinematic to me. But also, it's hard for me to say because Stranger Things always was a TV show. So I was yeah. always like, I was always watching it like a TV show. I think like I don't mind the TV show aesthetic. Uh, per se and i think that there's like so many tv shows right like we're living in the golden age of television right and like i love hbo and like i just think hbo crushes so many different shows that feel cinematically great and have great cinematography and like um it's not that this show obi-wan kenobi has like bad cinematography or looks looks cheap per se it's the adjustment of of like thinking in my head of something as good looking as Rogue One is it's such a gorgeous movie cinematically like it's yeah. such a well shot movie and even like the the episode 7 8 and 9 were all three like gorgeously shot like the yeah. cinematography yeah. in those movies is is stunning right and right. to change over to a, a TV aesthetic is just a weird adjustment for my brain to make right you know? also uh Rogue One had um the same cinematographer as the Batman. Yeah. And like, you can, you can tell what he's crushing it right now. He's, he shot, he also shot Dune and like, he's just, yeah. 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 Okay. What's his name? It's like, uh, his name is, uh, um, Frazier, Greg Frazier. And he's just crushing. Did he shoot, uh, Blade Runner 2049 also? I don't know. I think Rod, I think Roger Deakins shot Blade Runner 2049. Did he do Um, the planet of the ape stuff? The new stuff? Oh, um, I don't know. He might have, but he's he's fantastic. Greg yeah. Frazier is like he's crushing it right oh, now. Oh yeah, and, uh, he did Zero Dark Thirty. He did Lion. He did Rogue One, Vice, Dune, and the Batman. That's his. That's his. That he's probably done other stuff too. All those not Star bad. Wars movies you mentioned, shot on film. <coughs> this is definitely shot on digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gonna change the aesthetic. That's a lot. what I, exactly. I'm like it, it. It is shot on. You can just see the the difference in uh yeah. in how it looks and and that. To me, like that helps me get into a story when it oh, just like, yeah. looks gorgeous. And when I'm looking at, you know, so when when you talk about Stranger Things, I'm like, well, my mind is already set to 
TV show. Set. Right. It's already like set to. Right. And I think it's a good looking TV show. I think it like, it looks great. And, yeah. and uh, the effects are great. And, but I, I don't know if there was, if there was a Stranger Things movie first that had like mm. gorgeous cinematography by Roger Deakins or, or Greg Frazier. Yeah. And then yeah. they did a TV show. I might be like, eh, the TV show is a little bit of a drop right. up in quality. You know? Right. So it's an yeah. embarrassment of riches that we have a, t- a movie to compare it to with Star Wars. We have all yeah. these movies that were like, eh, it doesn't do it any favors. Right. Yeah, that's fair. As, as far as this whole, like, what's the plot of this show? The plot is Obi-Wan's trying to get, get Leia back home, right? Uh, so and far. then the Inquisitors are on his ass. And yeah. something weird's going on with the Inquisitors. We're learning little bits and pieces. Like, they've been helping, or the there's like an underground railroad of sorts to, to get Force-sensitive people out and safe. Um you guys, you guys feel like uh, uh, that's that's checking, you know? Oh, my take on that was that they're taking these kids and they're like, that's like that's who the third sister is. She's like one of these kids that was taken, and then like they're right. training them to be more inquisitors. Like they're like that they're training them like under the school of Darth Vader, and they're like oh. trying to create like a Sith army but maybe i'm wrong about that maybe you're right that it's more of like a there's an underground yeah it, we're talking about tala happening. has right tala says like everybody's like signing their names on the wall and like i think mm-hmm. it's like an underground railroad thing now they okay. did mention they did mention that kids go missing when did they do that in when this episode that? there was yeah. a, a there was a part where they mentioned that the kids went missing and i feel like yeah, that's factory. what'd you say in the droid factory, they said that when they're in the little back room. Okay, yeah. So I feel like uh, uh, um, they take the kids, and I think that's what Reva is. You know? Yeah. Um, Miss Marauder says, I'm all in with the theory that Reva was in the Jedi Temple when Order 66 happened. That's why she had that intense reaction to seeing the Jedi symbol. Yeah, I think Reva's an ex-Jedi uh, or Jedi youngling, you yeah. know? Ooh. They and she feels betrayed by that... Obi-Wan that uh the inquisitors could have some of them are former jedi right yeah they did show us that scene that's some for now this is seemingly unrelated it, that would to open the show right? oh yeah with the, the, with the shooting and the order 66 stuff yeah so i'm sure they're gonna incorporate that somehow right um that being said what was i gonna oh she blames obi-wan for something and somebody made up a theory online talking about how obi-wan is the one who sent out a beacon to say stay away from the jedi temple like in episode three like as the empire is or the 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 clone troopers going in on order 66 that he's the one who says i told everybody stay away from the temple so there is a fan theory out there that reva is one of the kids that gets stuck in the temple and nobody comes to save her i could see something like that yeah whether or not that's real i don't know it's fan theory for right now could be yeah pretty specific but yeah do you guys do you guys get mad when your theories don't pan out no no not at all i think that it's i i actually rarely theorize personally i just kind of like to to watch yeah that was one of my favorite things about like the last jedi is that everyone for two years was talking about like who's snoke who were you know who are raised parents yeah i loved all the uh, subversion that it was like Who's Snoke? Who the hell cares? Like right. the, yeah. the villain of this series is, is Kylo Ren. Like who cares who Snoke is? Like right. it, it never was about the Emperor. It was about Darth Vader, man. And that's who Kylo Ren is. He's Darth Vader. So right. like, this whole, it was all, and then the, all the people that were so mad about that, I was like, 
No, but that's what's up is like the, the guy you need to be afraid of is this guy. I like just waiting to see what happens. I also want to say, I, I don't want to go backwards uh, too much, but I want to say that each iteration of Star Wars, each generation has had a different cinema, uh, cinema feel okay. going okay. from like the 70s, 80s to the prequels to the seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So to be fair, they always do have a different aesthetic. So yeah. having yeah. a TV iteration with a new aesthetic isn't that weird of a change. So I, I, yeah. I can amend that and say, okay. we, you know, they always have a different cinemata- uh, cinematography style. Yeah. You know? Are yeah. you a fan of Last Jedi? Because Matt's a fan of Last Jedi. And um, I like Last Jedi. I just, uh, <clears throat> I like stuff they set up. I'm fine with. Yeah, I think that The Last Jedi will, like, in, like, 20 years be considered the best of that trilogy. <laughs> Just the same way that, like, Empire Strikes Back is, like, like when Empire Strikes Back came out, people were mad. People were like, this isn't the same movie. Like, you, right. like this isn't in the same universe of movie. People were upset. Yeah. And it's and then in with time, it became, this is the best one. This is right. maybe the best Star Wars movie ever made. And I think that yeah. The Last Jedi is the same way, where I think with that trilogy, um uh, seven eight nine i think that in time in 20 30 years it's going to be regarded as the best one yeah yeah uh, ign just did a list like three days ago they have last year at number four. Oh yeah behind all the original uh, uh, okay trilogy movies um do we do we expect to see uh guest starring characters or whatnot like do you guys have any um like wants and desires to see someone show up dude i know that fans don't that a lot of fans don't want to see it but just at, like to continue this thread of like a fuck you to the toxic fans you know yeah. the people who it's like i'm like yo bring me some jar jar dude bring me <laughs> some jar jar and like fuck you guys you had this guy standing on the brooklyn bridge like contemplating suicide yeah give that yeah. guy uh another run too like yeah we're yeah. bringing hayden christensen back after everyone was so awful to him yeah like let's like get like get him back in the suit and let's Bring me some Jar Jar Binks, like right. you know, right. one scene, you know, where Jar-Jar he like he helps out Obi Wan to do something. Where it would be like, nice, you know, it would be nice for him to treat Jar Jar better. Yeah, to be to see him because we saw him grow in rank as the as the movies went on, as the prequels right. went on. So maybe there's some storyline that takes them through Coruscant and Jar Jar as a person who is now like a senator in the yeah. you know who's influential can actually help out. Uh, Obi-Wan with some like backdoor stuff yeah. and there's just a meetup where he just says like thank you for this and he's like of course you know and it's yeah. just quick just a quick little you know yeah yeah. I Matt? think it behind a, a Jar Jar cameo yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm fine yeah. with Jar Jar like my my standards aren't so <clears throat> nitpicky like I feel like there are things they're gonna do that I'm gonna not gonna like and things that I do like but who am I to hate on these people who like yeah. it hate on these people who are doing it you know it's definitely become like a punching bag and everyone just piles on and yeah, over over the years. Right. Like, yeah, we get it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care. I don't really care for him in the prequel trilogy. No, yeah. he's a ridiculous a character. Like, no. <laughs> but that's not it's, the actor's fault. No. Like, that's yeah. It's it was a it was a poor character mm-hmm. design and like a poor character, like yeah. you know, but like for that it's actor's like, sake, I'm like, bring him back. He's, I would say he's, he's get mad about this stuff. I, yeah. I, I I would say bring Ahmed best back as a Jedi. Ooh, I like that. You know, he does play a Jedi in that in little, uh, that little kid. Um, it's like a Star Wars game show. For oh kids. yeah, he he yeah. But that's a he game. Plays show. a Jedi. He plays a Jedi. <clears throat> so maybe his character can uh, 
have a part in yeah. one of these series or something. Yeah. Uh, Miss Marauder says, I like the Quinlan name drop. Uh, Quinlan Voss. Uh, I don't know too much about it. I think I've seen some episodes of Clone Wars where he's in it. Um, but uh, that's cool. I want Dr. Afra. She's in the comics and she's solely in the comics. And you know Maya Erskine? You know? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know who that is. No. Oh, okay. She's Pen. Do you ever watch Pen 15? Yeah. Okay. She's, uh, uh, what's, what's her name? She's Maya. Uh, Maya. Yeah. She's Maya Ishii Peters. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, right. she, she's going to be in Obi-Wan. Like she's in oh, the show and sick. people are like, who is she going to be? And there is a character that is an amazing character that if they cast her for it, they will give her a show. Like it's one of those characters. Like, yeah. She will get her own show uh, if it is true. Hey, is it confirmed whether or not Liam Neeson is in the show? Like, oh, is it con- I don't is, know. Is he like on IMDb as like being in the show? Because that's another thing that they're like, they seem to be setting that up. Right. Like, you know, they, know, he's trying to talk to Qui-Gon Jinn. Like he's trying right. to, you know, so I'm like, are we, we're good. We got to see him, right? Like, right. I would assume so. Like, unless Liam Neeson's just like, he doesn't want to come back. I don't know. Or he might do just a voice. Yeah. Like a voiceover kind of thing. Because he also, does he have, his ghost would be young Liam Neeson. Like Liam Neeson when he died in episode one, right? Yeah. It's been like 20 years, so. And they could de-age him, especially if he's blue. Right. And, if he's you know, blue. Can, you know, yeah. yeah. You can do a little de-aging there. Yeah. And, yeah. He did his voice in uh, Rise of Skywalker, right? Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'd probably be down. Yeah. What uh, is going on with my computer? I don't know. I keep getting, I don't know what's happening. Okay. There's like, oh, okay. Let's see, cast. Here we go. Um, what do we think is going to happen in the next coming episode? We got what? Episode four, five, and six. That's it. Three more episodes. We're, we're already done with half the thing. Like, after this is over, will it all be have been worth it? It's like the the show's halfway over. It hasn't even been on for a week. Right. I mean, this is what I mean when I say, like, I think that this plot could easily be a movie. Like, right. this this plot of, like, Obi-Wan hasn't fought for 10 years, and he comes out of hiding just to do this one thing to go save young Leia. And in the process, he sort of rediscovers his former strength. That's the plot of a movie. I think that stretching it out over over six episodes is, like, you know, it gives in this in a TV sense, it's like you have an opportunity to have some cameos and to have some characters come in. And I think that that's probably what we'll see in four, five and six is like more characters popping in. I hope we go to a few more places. As a friend of mine likes to say, who is a movie critic who talks about these movies, he's like, get out of the desert. It, it's, the, it's a <laughs> yeah. massive, giant universe and galaxy. Get out of the desert. Why are right. we always in the desert? So I hope we go to a few more places that are different landscapes than uh like like this episode it felt like we went to joshua tree i was like cool all right we went to joshua tree planet (laughs) yeah but uh yeah but i i you know so i hope we see some stuff like that but i'm 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 betting we see obi-wan rediscover some of his former strength yeah that somewhere in there are some some fun little fan service cameos and and payoffs and yeah I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Okay, like, I feel like this show is futile. Futile? Futile? Anyway, point being is, like, in the end, it doesn't matter because everything leads up to episode four, right? Like, right. 
and it has to like kind of fit. So it's not like he's been living off planet up until like a day before a new hope starts. And then he like flies in and then he's like, you know, that's right. Well, it's, but I mean, I mean, one of my favorite star Wars movies, and I've mentioned it several times in this episode is rogue one. And it's another movie where it's like, you could say the same thing where it's like, well, we know what's going to happen. We don't really, what's the investment here. We know how it goes down, but I just think it's such a great standalone story. And I think that the, 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 like the tone of that movie and the fact that it's so dark and that all of the characters are doomed and you know it while you're watching it makes it this like tragic thing to watch that you're watching going like, no one's making that making it out of this thing, are they? Because I don't know any of these characters. And if they were these big heroes <laughs> of the rebellion, they probably would be in four, five, and six. And since they're not, that means that they're probably none of you know. And as you're watching it, you're sort of putting those pieces together. I just think it's a great movie. And I think yeah. that some stuff like this has the potential to do that too, where you're sort of like putting the puzzle together as you're watching it, going, Oh, I see what they're gonna how they're gonna link this into yeah. four. And that's sort of the undiscovered plot is it's funny that you made you 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 mentioned that like you kind of knew how rogue one is going to end maybe i'm the idiot i went in thinking like they're going to get off the planet i didn't think they were going to die until like a couple of them die and i'm like oh now i did i I figured they were going to be heroes and like get away with it but it was like halfway through the movie i was like well wait a minute if if they if all these people exist in the star wars universe and they were all this instrumental to the fight wouldn't some of these characters have shown up and and then i was like not always they're probably all dead not and, always like they invent yeah. new characters all the time yeah that's they're just true. off in a corner you know like maz kanata in episodes uh, seven eight nine she doesn't appear in in one two three four five or six true you know because it's like yeah. a different part of the galaxy so like yeah. may, maybe i'm the innocent naive one where i'm like no 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 they'll they'll get through it these are cool characters yeah. i can't wait to see a sequel nope Nope. I think and they usually in so going back to cinematography I felt like that Andor uh teaser trailer was like one of the most <clears throat> promising that I've seen for a Disney Plus show yet. Okay. I was, like, I was like okay this tone already from this teaser this tone feels a little darker it feels a little a little gr- grittier which yeah. like, I think is the tone of those characters in that chapter of Star Wars cinema so yeah. I wonder I who the cinematographer is for Andor because if it was yeah. Greg Fraser again, like great. But I was looking through his filmography, like he doesn't do too many. He did one episode or two of The Mandalorian, and that was it. Yeah, I don't think that he's going to be doing a lot of TV now. I think he's like a. I think he's he's like. I think he was like sort of a cinematographer that was under the radar for a while. Yeah. And this last year where he did Dune and the Batman, people are like, okay, yeah, he's guy's he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be the new Roger Deakins. He's going to be, you know, high demand. So, Right. right. Uh, Mr. Plow says Saw Guerrera. I don't know what he means by Saw Guerrera. I mean, I know the character, but, like, I didn't think Saw Guerrera was going to die in Rogue One, but he did. Like, we, you know, maybe that was the first clue that they blew up a whole planet, you know? Um, but he could show up. Saw Guerrera could show up in Obi-Wan. He's still yeah, alive. That's true. During this. So, Is it a lot yeah, to keep yeah. up with? Like who's alive and who's dead? What point are they in the in the? Because well, like when all the Rogue One characters are in play, all the Rogue One characters are in play. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Some of them will be kind of young. 
but yeah. yeah yeah well people said the rebels characters like you don't see them in in one two three four five or six but like or seven eight and nine and like but Hera and like those people they're gonna appear in the ahsoka show so like i feel like these characters are off doing their own thing having their own adventures i kind of like that better that's my favorite part about star wars it's, what about Donnie? What about Donnie Yen's character? What's his character's name? What about that guy showing up? Oh, uh, Chiro, Chiro. Yeah. What about that guy showing forget. up? Forget. Yeah, he was cool. such a badass. Yeah, it's reminding me of all the awesome cosplay that I that I saw in yeah. um, at, at uh, Star Wars Celebration. Uh, there was a guy with contacts that had like mesh on it, so it just looked kind of like white. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, what's his What's his name? Um, Shimut Imwe. Sure yeah 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 um so like yeah I, I i think i need i want more leia i want more leia i want to see this actress flourish she seems great i want to see uh reva do more things and maybe become good i don't know i don't know where she's going with this because she seems she seemed upset when vader just killed random people she did i think so when he when he's really he, when he snaps the kid's neck Oh, this is kind of weird. She, she's I kind didn't... of focused on Obi-Wan. But I don't think she's... Well, I mean, she like threw the knife at that that one guy. But Who? I guess maybe she... The, the the first episode, she like threw the knife at the, the bartender guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, but I think that was a was, test, she right? She sliced off that woman's hand. In the, in right. The... Right. Because she's trying to get to Obi-Wan, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm know. right. She's pretty maybe brutal herself. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um. Any final thoughts before we uh, uh, wrapped up this wrap up this after show? Did you? I mean, Seth Rogen as some mole man. That's who that was. I was Seth, wondering who that was. Yeah, was Seth like, Rogen. I was like, is that John C. Riley as Seth Rogen? Okay. Yeah. As as Frank or Freck or something, you know? Yeah. I didn't hear the. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. Well, I didn't know John that. C. Riley. Be a little bit more like. Oh, hey yeah. guys, can you give me? <laughs> I mean, has Bill Hader done done uh, Star Wars voices? He's BB-8. He's BB-8. Bill Hader is BB-8. Oh no, no, isn't it Ben Schwartz? It's BB-8. It's that's both the, of them. They're, they're like, but they, they do. Like, oh yeah, there was a together. combination of the two. Yeah, um, that yeah. That's weird, but okay. But, yeah, they did like noises, and then they like used their noises as a framework to, or oh, they did, yeah. or or they did lines of dialogue. I think. I think what they actually was did was they read lines of dialogue, and then converted the sound it designers. To- took the their line readings and like ma- use that as the framework to like design the sound that's weird i didn't know that so, huh. yeah yeah um uh, all right met a couple thoughts i like this episode a lot this is probably the best one of the three so far yeah i think agreed um i do i was given like a just, just some random thought it was reminding me of like the last jedi mixed with the Mandalorian is kind of like how I felt about this. Cause like Obi-Wan's, you know, kind of doesn't want to get into it. And then yeah. you got the uh, force sensitive kid. He's got to like protect that. I don't know. It's just right. like both of those put together. Random thought. Um, there's there's a lot in star Wars about like a random, like a lone wolf samurai kind of situation. Uh, lone yeah. wolf and cub. It's like, it's, has it been popping up way too much lately? Oh yeah. That's a pretty big, uh, like uh, what was it? The uh, PlayStation game um god of war is like that. right but like, like mandalorian's all, all that this is like that what else yeah uh bad batch is kind of like that bad batch well, is so like much that. a low not so much a lone wolf but like you no. know 
but it's a team of ruffians. The young kid, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a thing right yeah. now. There's gonna be a lot of Another cool kids thing. in ten years, <laughs> like just all teaming up fighting Vader. I don't know. The uh, the other thing I want to mention: stormtrooper falling onto the uh, gate, getting oh, sliced in half. That yeah. was Holy dope. cow! I was that like, was oh, and and the yeah. Wilhelm scream. There's <laughs> the Wilhelm. Yeah. I actually yeah. like how violent this show has been so mm. far. This show, all three episodes, I've, I have had moments where I was like surprised that Disney Plus was like doing that. Right. Uh, you need so. dismemberments in Star Wars, man. We got it already. So. Right. Because yeah. there's no blood either. Because the the lightsaber cauterizes. cauterizes. So yeah. fair, fair. Um, side note: Stranger Things season four is the most grotesque out of all the seasons. So okay, it, it's very it's it yeah I yeah. I think their level of gore is is higher in season four. And they've had gore in that show, so. Right. I mean, season three, that girl, like, and the people just melt. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of, yeah. like, a gross one. But this one is uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, it's yeah, uncomfortable. Well, to the very... point where they, they had a they had a, a disclaimer because of the, the uh, Uvalde uh, shooting. They had a disclaimer oh, because in, it's episode seven that has a scene that could be reminiscent of that yeah you know and so uh there was a disclaimer at the, at the beginning of the first episode i think so trauma, trauma going down at a school something yeah like that uh yeah. mr plow says i think the jedi temple is worse yeah that first scene that first scene of obi-wan yeah. kenobi that was literally a school shooting yeah yeah <laughs> brutal yeah um yeah for sure i'm excited to see where they go uh from here you know it's fun yeah. it's it's fun to have you and mcgregor back um and yeah again it's like it's a bummer that like a handful of like and it's not just i don't want to say handfuls making it sound like it's like 10 people it's enough people but that that a a very loud and obnoxious um minority yeah. of fans are driving the online conversation into right. a really toxic direction it's really frustrating but i uh for that reason want to watch and enjoy the show all the more yeah you know? yeah um, and I think that's what we, that's what we got to do. I think there's an yeah. extra joy in like, fuck the haters, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to thank you guys both for, for coming on the show today, the Obi-Wan Kenobi after show. Uh, we were talking about episode three um, and uh, uh, we do got more episodes coming up, uh, but I'm really interested to see how Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, kind of, uh, kind of sticks the landing. We got three episodes left, you know? Um and I think they were kind of betting on this show being like the be all kind of the flagship show, just having the name. Has it beat the numbers of like Mando and? Oh, it's Boba the Fett? most watched Disney Plus premiere yet today. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, before we get going, uh, Austin, where can we find you? Because we are live streaming, obviously, and people can see your social media information, but. It's also a podcast, um, and so they can't see you. They can't see your awesome bucket hat and train. Um, So uh, where – yeah, they got to watch it. They got to watch it live. Where can people find you online? Uh, You can follow me at yourpal underscore Austin on Instagram, uh, Twitter, or TikTok. And I'm Austin Archer on YouTube. You can listen to my podcast, People Pleaser with Austin Archer on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, It's also on YouTube. There's a video version that we stream live every Tuesday. Go to austin-archer.com to get my music and all of that stuff. austinarchermusic.bandcamp.com. I'm dropping an album on Friday. Go check Ooh, it nice. out. Okay. Yeah, all so. right. Good luck, all man. right. Good luck, and man. I mean, I, I, I like. I'm a big fan of your TikTok. So, 
um, anyone who's not following you on TikTok needs to follow you because uh, uh, there's a there's like a there's just a realism and a smarminess and a like sarcastic attitude, which is all positive things. They're like given the subject matter that you're you're talking about. Uh, I love it. I eat it up. Appreciate it. Tomorrow I have a video about um, the about, about the toxic fans. <laughs> so nice. good, yeah. good. Um, Sounds good. Uh, uh, Matt, where where can people find you? I uh, can find me here for the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, well, not this exact show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We got three more episodes. <laughs> yeah, you're my co-host. I get and, it. And um, you know, uh, Matthew A. Mori at Instagram. Matthew A. Mori. Um, yeah. that's pretty much it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, for anyone out there who uh, uh wants to find the Keeg anywhere, basically it's the Keeg show everywhere. Doesn't matter whether it's an at or a backspace or no backslash or whatever, you can find it. So uh, Twitch, YouTube, Volume. Facebook, it's slash The Keeg Show. Uh, we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at The Keeg Show. We're all over the place. And you can find our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So we are all over the place. Um, uh, this is it. This is uh, the end of our show. Definitely follow us next week for uh, the after show for episode four. But Austin, thank you again so much for uh, for being on here. Oh, thanks for having me. I hope you start feeling better soon, Dimitri. Today was uh, today was the worst day, and then t- I think tomorrow will be better. I, I I don't think I'm going up. I think if anything, I'm plateauing or going down. So okay. we'll see. I I heal pretty quick, but uh, I'm right. I'm feeling feeling hot and not in a good way. Yeah. I, I had it a few weeks ago, and it was oh. not fun. Yeah, it was yeah seven rough days. So oof oof yeah. Um, hopefully it's not that because I got I got shit to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm here <laughs> like it's weird anyway right um thank you guys so much for watching uh thank you out there mr plow miss marauder uh even tj on youtube who just said obi-wan was way too weak that's fair that's fair um thank you guys it's so much what's up it, it, it is a take uh thank you for watching the obi-wan kenobi after show i'm your host dimitri Pereira, and this has been uh the episode uh three after show take care Peace.